Hello, and welcome to the e-learning and instructional design for beginners podcast, where new and aspiring instructional designers start, grow, and advance their careers in instructional design and online learning development. I'm your host, Crystal Harper. I'm a former school teacher who transitioned to instructional design, all while working full-time as a single mom. Would you like to become a successful instructional designer without the burden of earning another degree? Well, then let's get started. Hey everyone, my name's Crystal Harper, the leader of the e-learning and instructional design for beginners mastermind community. And I'm super excited to be with you where we're going to talk about how to build an instructional design portfolio without any experience. Not only are you going to learn how to build your portfolio, you're going to leave here feeling confident in moving forward with pursuing a career in instructional design and online learning. This is part two of a three-part workshop series titled How to Kickstart and Boost an Amazing Instructional Design Career. These will be jam-packed with actionable steps designed specifically for new and aspiring instructional designers alike. Instructional design is a satisfying job if you're curious about how people learn and passionate about creating learning experiences to help professionals do their jobs better. Instructional designer was rated as one of the 100 best jobs in America, and it's projected to grow over 10% in the next 10 years, which is much faster than the average of all occupations. Employers are struggling to find qualified instructional designers, and the demand keeps growing. Depending on where you're located, the average salary of an instructional designer is around $85,000 a year while senior instructional designers and online learning developers can earn as much as 126,000. In this week's workshop, you're going to learn tips to building an instructional design portfolio that new and inspiring instructional designers often face. By the end of this training, you'll know exactly what you need to do next. This workshop will help you land the instructional design job of your dreams so that you can have a better future and a career that you love. I'm super excited to be with you today. I love this topic and I love helping people who are just getting started or taking the next step on their instructional design journey. So I've come to realize that most people that are trying to get into the field of instructional design have common obstacles when they're trying to build their portfolio. So it can be very confusing completing all the components that are necessary for building a portfolio that gets you noticed and hired. You're probably here because you're trying to land your first instructional design position or you're wishing to learn more about how to get started. While instructional design is a continuously growing and upcoming field of the future, this is going to help you with all the struggles that you may be facing when building your portfolio and getting hired in instructional design. We all ask ourselves questions like, how can I possibly build a portfolio if I don't have any experience? And what components do I actually include and where should I host it? Well, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you learn these things because that's what I've been doing for the past two and a half years since 2019 is not only overcome these challenges myself, but I've literally helped thousands of people through my blog, YouTube videos, my new podcast, and through my community become successful instructional designers without having to earn another degree. 
and I'm really, really passionate about instructional design. And I know that if you just take action and follow the suggestions that you're going to have a smooth and successful transition to a career in instructional design. Now, many of you have either been trying to build your portfolio or you're wishing to learn more about how to get started. Instructional design is a very rewarding and satisfying career that's high in demand, and there are no signs that trends in this rapidly growing career are going to be slowing down anytime soon. So during our time together, I'm going to walk you through a step-by-step -step process to building an instructional design portfolio, even if you have zero experience in the field. No more confusion, wasted time or money, and no more running around looking for the right answers. This is just actionable information that you can use to effectively build a portfolio that gets you noticed and hired. You're going to learn all the components that should be included in your portfolio, examples and ideas for your instructional design portfolio, tools and resources for creating your portfolio samples, and also resume and cover letter tips to help you stand out amongst other candidates. Not only will you learn all these things, but most importantly, I'm going to teach you how to take action on these topics and how to have all the tools and resources that you possibly need to successfully build your instructional design portfolio and land your first job and make your dreams a reality. And for those of you who may be new to who I am, my name's Crystal Harper from the eLearning and Instructional Design for Beginners Mastermind. I'm a former school teacher who transitioned to instructional design all while working full-time as a single mom. I'm super passionate about instructional design, and it's really important that I teach people who are new to the field or just getting started this critical information to becoming successful. The way I teach instructional design, the way that I show people how to get started with their portfolio has worked for thousands of people. Now, the last thing that I want to mention before we get started is that there's no way that I can possibly talk about everything that entails building your portfolio and getting hired in the field of instructional design. The goal is to help you understand that you have all the tools and resources you need to build your portfolio and overcome those obstacles that have been holding you back from getting started and take action on your transition to instructional design. I can get you off on the right foot and get you started, but to learn everything that you need to know, I'm going to show you where you can purchase more help with becoming a successful instructional designer or course creator in building your portfolio. I also have more solutions to other problems that you might have, but I just can't show you everything in just one training. So within the next hour, after I've finished, I'm going to show you exactly where you can go to get more help. But be sure to stick around because this is going to definitely solve your problems to building your portfolio, getting hired, and becoming successful in instructional design or creating online courses. I'm going to get you started, get the ball rolling, helping you set goals and get started with your new venture in instructional design. I hope that all this sounds okay with you, that I can only cover so much. So who here is ready to talk about how to build your instructional design portfolio? Who is ready to overcome the obstacles that are holding you back from making the transition to landing your first job? Who's ready to learn exactly what needs to be included in your portfolio that gets you noticed and hired? Who wants to see real examples and ideas? Who's ready to learn about tools and resources that you should be using to successfully build your portfolio? 
And who here is ready to learn some resume and cover letter tips that will help you stand out amongst other job candidates? I love seeing and feeling everyone's excitement about starting a career in instructional design. All right, now first I like to kick off a little story as to how I got into instructional design. I think it's really important for context for you to learn who I am and also that busy people with little income can do this. Instructional design is not as nearly as intimidating as it may look from afar. If you're truly passionate about learning and can collaborate effectively in teams, then this career might just be perfect for you. It's a very common career that many people, especially teachers, have been switching to. In addition, instructional designers make really decent salaries. It's very common that an instructional designer makes an, a significant amount more than their former teaching salary. So my journey started when I was a lead teacher at a child development center. I loved, loved creating the curriculum and thought that teaching would be the perfect career path for me. However, as most things that happened to me in life, I had no idea the true path that I was headed on. After teaching for six years, I noticed how unhappy and exhausted most of the teachers around me were, not to mention the problems with administration and the multitude of hats that I was expected to fill on a salary that barely got me to the next paycheck. I slowly began to question my perfect dream of being a teacher that I had envisioned. So I decided to continue my education and I ended up attaining my master's degree in e-learning and instructional design at the University of Central Florida. In the beginning, I felt way in over my head. I felt as if I was behind on the tech skills. I was confused by all the instructional design jargon and what the heck did SME mean? After my first year at the University of Central Florida, I was hired to work with the director of the instructional design program. I began to feel amazed by how the experiences and knowledge I was slowly gaining throughout the duration of my studies began to build up much more confidence and assurance that I was finally in the right career path. I ended up graduating on the president's list with my master's degree in e-learning instructional design in addition to a certificate in instructional systems design. After completing my studies, I was immediately hired as an instructional designer to redevelop and revise graduate level online courses. I truly enjoyed the instructional design process, especially in an adult learning setting. After attaining my graduate degree and becoming an instructional designer, I came to realize that many people who are trying to transition to the field haven't acquired the necessary skills to become successful. I decided to compile all the information that I had ever learned in my studies with my graduate degree, as well as everything that I learned firsthand as a freelance instructional designer and my job as an instructional designer in higher education. All of my knowledge has been placed into an organized layout that I call the Harper Method. I created a mastermind community so that I can give new and aspiring instructional designers all the tools, resources, and support that they need to be successful without the time and money burdens of getting another degree. Being a member of the mastermind is just a fraction of the cost if you were to get another degree. In addition, you can work completely at your own pace while connected with hundreds of like-minded, new and aspiring instructional designers. But we'll talk more about that later. So first, I want you to take some time and think about what it is that you're struggling with. Why are you here? 
What are you struggling with when it comes to building your portfolio? Are you brand new to instructional design? Have you been trying to get a job for a while now? Do you feel all alone? Like you just don't have any help. Where do you feel slow right now? Like you just can't get over the hump. Everyone has their own reasons. Take some time to think about this. I'm going to tell you about the biggest challenge that I had to overcome when I first started building my portfolio. I'm sure that some of you can relate to it. One of the biggest problems that I first faced when I first got started, and really the biggest problem that I see a lot of other people face when it comes to building their portfolio, is figuring out what components that should be included in the portfolio. When I was first learning instructional design, like you, I was very confused as to how I should actually build my portfolio. And I also had no idea how important it really was. I really wish I would have known that in the beginning. If so, I would have started working on my portfolio from the very beginning. However, it wasn't until my last semester in school that I actually learned this. But thankfully, the university that I attended provided a course that walked me through building my portfolio, except I really wish I had taken it a little earlier than at the very end. What I learned in the course about building my portfolio was so helpful. So that's what I'm going to talk with you about right now. Instructional design is a field rooted in learning theories and instructional models. While institutions and companies often share and practice common theories and models, each has its own mission and expectations that drives its practices and ultimately its choices in staff. When a hiring committee is considering you as a potential candidate, they will want to know if your beliefs, theories, and practices will support and or enhance their company's environment. By providing potential employers with your portfolio, you offer them a glimpse of who you are, what you've accomplished, and what you believe in as an instructional designer. Building a portfolio is great practice for every professional to have, no matter what industry you're in, but it's a must-have for instructional designers. A good portfolio can set you apart from the rest of the candidates. Your portfolio should be professionally designed and organized. Each deliverable in your portfolio should be clearly and properly designed prior to presenting it to your potential employers. It should not only be well-organized, but well thought out. Minimum information as listed on this screen should be included in your portfolio. Your portfolio should be of high quality and professionalism of materials and appearance and presentation and performance. Your portfolio should reflect what you've learned over time. It should also reflect and include items that you've created and demonstrate your learning and expertise. Your portfolio demonstrates your abilities, creativity, and knowledge for potential clients and employers. Keep this focus as you build each section of your portfolio as outlined on the screen. Your portfolio should include projects and products that you developed and you're most proud of and an employer or client would be interested in seeing your skills. So common components of your instructional design portfolio includes materials that you've created, including the skills that you've obtained and competencies that you've developed your personal philosophy of training, your professional resume that we'll also discuss more about later, your website and or blog, and your philosophy statement. If you're a former teacher transitioning to instructional design, 
you most likely developed a philosophy statement before entering the teaching field. Your philosophy should have been evolving over time as you were teaching. However, going into corporate training, you will most likely want to tweak some of the statements to fit your desired professional goal. If you haven't ever developed a philosophy statement, you will need to develop your own understanding of an instructional philosophy. When you interview for positions, the employer will most times ask you to provide your instructional philosophy. Your philosophy should evolve over time to include various characteristics, one of those being technology and digital media. Your philosophy not only helps others understand you as the instructional designer, but it also helps you to better understand what you believe in and why you believe it. In turn, this helps you reflect on your practice. Developing your philosophy statement will help you gain personal insights as well as establish a plan that can guide your work as an instructional designer. So what should you include in your philosophy statement? Well, your professional mission, the core values guiding your work, it should promote equity and diversity, and commitments to your learners, clients, and your community. Your philosophy should always be a part of your instructional design portfolio. This document is essential as it shares who you are and what you believe in as an instructional designer. Keep the following tips in mind while writing a philosophy statement. First, consider your audience. Who might be viewing your portfolio? Potential employers or clients? Also, keep it short, concise, and use simple sentence structure. Use first person and present tense as it's a reflection of your values at this moment in time. Avoid broad statements. Be specific and provide examples. Play up your strengths. And don't follow the herd. The latest trends may not always be true to your own core values. Use honesty and integrity. Formulate your statement around yourself and your core beliefs, not what you think the reviewer wants to hear. Acknowledge your influences. Where did you adopt your philosophy and why? Credit those who have influenced you on your journey. So the last component that you need to display in your portfolio is your resume. In a few minutes, I'll talk more about how to make your resume in perfect condition to help you get noticed and hired in instructional design. Some hosting sites that I suggest. First, Weebly. Weebly provides fully customizable website themes and elements. And then there's Google Sites. I liked Google Sites at first. It's really easy to set up efficiently, but it doesn't have as much wiggle room to mess around with. Over, I feel like Google Sites hasn't really developed lately, but we'll see. Maybe in the next coming years, it'll get better. So if you really want to wow your potential employers or client, I suggest Wix. It might cost you a little more money, but I think it's totally worth it. Wix allows for much more customization and provides templates that's specifically for portfolios. So remember, you will succeed faster if you build a portfolio following the steps. This is not just theory. It's backed up by statistics of which potential instructional designers succeed in getting hired and which ones fail. I've seen it over and over with my mastermind members in the e-learning and instructional design for beginners mastermind. When you apply the tips provided, success happens. So you may be wondering, how do I create all the components that you're telling me about? How do I create projects if I don't have any experience? 
Well, first you have to follow a plan. The e-learning and instructional design for beginners mastermind will guide you through the process. Don't try and invent the wheel. I've worked on hundreds of instructional design projects for a variety of companies, and I've helped hundreds of other people who are new to the field be successful in my program. Get the plan and follow it. And if you ever run into a decision that doesn't quite fit the plan, depending on where you're at in your instructional design journey, you can use the e-learning and instructional design for beginners mastermind. Go ask questions, be engaged in the forums so that you can get ideas and opinions from other people who are going through similar issues. The mastermind will help you figure out where you're at in your journey. Start there and do the next thing. All of those small steps will add up to huge success. You do have all the tools that you need to build a successful instructional design portfolio. So why are you having trouble figuring out what you should include in your portfolio? Because you're focusing on the wrong things. You've got to commit to your success and follow a plan. You've got to put your success and your future at the top of the list. It should be ahead of everything. So commit to your success, commit to following the guidelines discussed in this workshop, and I promise you, you will build an amazing instructional design portfolio. Now, I know this can all seem overwhelming, especially if you're doing it on your own. So if you prefer to fast track this process, have support and guidance and clear direction, then you can learn how to build all the professional looking projects that you need, learn the entire course development process, everything that you possibly need to know about instructional design in the e-learning and instructional design for beginners mastermind. The mastermind is the ideal solution for those who want industry knowledge and real world application know-how, but aren't looking to spend a lot of time or money in earning another degree. You just want to get noticed and hired. Now I'm going to talk with you about some tips on how to build your perfect resume for your portfolio. Did you know that the average recruiter only looks at a resume for about six seconds? It's really true. So how do you make sure that your resume has what it takes to make it into the interview pile? I'm going to discuss with you some important things that you need to consider including in your resume for your instructional design portfolio. According to Webster, resume is defined as a condensed statement or summary. Your professional resume serves as a chronological record of your experiences and accomplishments. Your resume should include information on your education, certifications like the e-learning and instructional design for beginners mastermind community, your professional experience, manuscripts in progress, publications, presentations, professional development, and any workshops that you may participate in. Some of these don't apply to you, but just to give you a general gist of what needs to be included in your resume, this is a general idea. Updating your resume is more than just listing your most recent jobs. You need to talk about the impact your work had in terms of data-driven results. If you're a former teacher, this may be difficult to translate at first. We aren't used to thinking in these types of terms when we talk about our accomplishments as a teacher. You need to list the gains that you had with your students by utilizing the standardized testing data or any other assessment data that you've been keeping for your student growth. Highlight the faculty workshops, cohorts, or pilots that you led or participated in. 
This will show that you can foster adult learning and have experience doing so. Most importantly, adapt the education jargon to instructional design jargon. Here are some common skills of an instructional designer that you might want to include in your resume. I will also provide you with this list in the free guide that you will be given, writing and developing learning objectives, organizing, writing, and shaping content from a subject matter expert into different lessons or modules. Instructional designers ensure the content matches the given objectives. They structure content and activities to maximize learning. They develop assessments. They revise and rewrite scripts using content from a subject matter expert to put them into learning-friendly language. They create the layouts of instructional materials. They develop audio, visual, and interactive media. They storyboard content. They plan and create learning activities, knowledge checks, and assessments. They create visual aids, student guides, instructor guides, or training manuals to accompany the content. They collaborate with team members. They conduct any research required to design and develop the materials. These types of job duties need to be in your resume. Check out the job descriptions for the roles that you're interested in. Look at how the responsibilities of the roles are described. If you're a former teacher, all of those descriptors that are parallel to what teachers do need to replace the ones that you currently have in your teacher resume. This is important because these are the words that the analytics for online application software is looking for. It's an essential first step to be able to get through as a top candidate. If your resume doesn't have enough of these specific keywords, it tosses you out. All you really get is an automated generic thanks but no thanks email instead of an invitation to an interview. Successful instructional designers have a firm grasp of how people learn and excellent web design, writing, and communication and collaboration skills. This also needs to be communicated clearly and effectively in your resume. Ideally, the perfect candidate also has experience in managing projects and a working knowledge of basic graphic design. One of the great things about instructional design is that once you're doing the work, you can also branch out to other positions that interest you. Instructional designers need to be knowledgeable of the instructional design models. Some of the popular models include Addy, Assure, and Gagne. This knowledge needs to be presented in your resume. Since instructional designers work with subject matter experts and developers, teamwork skills and time management skills are a must. If you were to search for jobs in instructional design, you will notice that many companies are asking for the mastery of authoring tools such as Adobe Captivate, Articulate Storyline, and Canvas. They also want employees that can use animated software such as Powtoon or video editing software such as Camtasia. That being said, instructional designers need to be able to create content or training materials using a variety of delivery platforms and methods. It is your job as the potential candidate to display these skills at the front and center of your resume. Designing the perfect resume may seem tricky, but it's well worth it in the long run. This crucial first step to starting a career in instructional design will help you get noticed and hired much faster. Applying these tips to building the perfect resume will definitely make you, the job candidate, stand out above the rest. 
When I was a student at the University of Central Florida, I didn't fully understand how important my resume was and how difficult it was going to be to find a job if it wasn't perfect. Thankfully, building a professional resume was included in my instructional design program. One of my professors took me through this same exact process that I'm teaching you today, and I landed my first job before I even finished the program at UCF. So remember, the more skill sets and accomplishments in your resume, the easier and faster it will be to get your first job. This is not just theory. It's backed up by statistics of which potential instructional designers succeed in getting hired and which ones fail. I have seen it over and over with members in my e-learning and instructional design for beginners community. When you apply these tips provided, success happens. So again, why are you having trouble building your perfect resume and portfolio? Because you're focusing on all the wrong things. Your language must be the focus and you must exhibit true value that you can bring to your potential hiring manager. So you can choose. Are you going to create an unsuccessful and boring resume or a desirable and noticeable one? You should now know the importance of a great resume and portfolio, but don't forget that the cover letter is also a key tool. This is the place to highlight your knowledge of the company and how you're a brilliant match for the position. A compelling cover letter may mean the difference between getting an interview and never hearing back. If you're applying online, your cover letter may essentially be the text of your inductory email or a field in an employer's online form. Here are five cover letter tips that can help you stand out among other candidates. Number one, keep it short and sweet. Think of a cover letter as a more personal elevator pitch. Write no more than three paragraphs or about half a page. Hiring managers have to read dozens of resumes and cover letters, so don't annoy them by seeming a tome. Limit yourself to no more than two or three sentences about your work experience. Your portfolio and resume will do a much better job of detailing this. Reserve the cover letter for showing why you're a great fit for the company and the position, and tell a brief story or anecdote to illustrate this. Number two, it's who you know. Your cover letter is the opportunity to drop names. If you know someone inside the company or if you and the hiring manager have a mutual contact, mention this in the first paragraph. Briefly explain how you're connected and say the contact recommended that you apply for the job, if that's the case. This is one of those cover letter tips that can really open doors. Number three, get personal. Find out the name of the hiring manager and use it in the address and salutation of your cover letter. If the posting has no name listed, research the company's website to determine who is responsible for hiring. You can even do it the old-fashioned way by picking up the phone and calling the main number to find out. If you're absolutely unable to find a name, just jump into the letter body. Avoid the tired and generic to whom it may concern. Use the letter to reveal your personality. Briefly tell hiring managers about your career passions, goals, and the work experiences that have meant the most to you. Also discuss how you specifically can contribute to the company. Number four, get informed. This next cover letter tip involves putting your researcher hat and digging for more information. Do due diligence about the company and the position to which you're applying. This is a step that job seekers all too often forget. 
It's not enough to just look at the About Us page, click through all the links on the homepage, and read news articles on the company's leaders, accomplishments, and goals. Then plug it into the letter in an appropriate place. For example, if you saw the company on a recent magazine or article list, mention this. Also discuss job challenges and think of ways your expertise can bring efficiency to the position. And number five, get custom. Tailor your letter specifically for each position. Each organization is slightly different. Customize each letter to make yourself as appealing as possible in ways that are relevant to those differences. Most hiring managers are observant enough to smell a cookie cutter cover letter, so don't be lazy and send generic text. And here's a bonus tip. After you're done writing, proofread your cover letter. Go over it several times and use spelling and grammar checks to minimize errors. Then ask a savvy friend to read it as well to make sure your words are clear and on point. Getting the tone and length right doesn't always come easy, but if you follow these cover letter tips, you'll greatly improve your chances of getting noticed and getting that dream instructional designer job. Remember, you will succeed faster if you follow these tips when writing a cover letter. Now, right at the beginning, I told you that I'd give you everything that I could in our time together, and then I would show you where to go to get more information if you wanted it. Now, let me show you where to go to get more help with becoming successful in instructional design, and that's in the e-learning and instructional design for beginners mastermind. The mastermind is the ideal solution for those who want industry knowledge and real world application know-how, but aren't looking to spend a lot of time or money to earn another degree. You just want to get noticed and hired. In the mastermind, you'll be surrounded by hundreds of like-minded professionals who are also pursuing a career in instructional design or creating online courses. You'll also get coaching support and accountability throughout the duration of your membership. Get the answers and easy to follow steps that you can't find in any other program. My courses are designed to push you. Whether your goal is to pick up a few new skills or to launch yourself in a new career in instructional design and online learning development, my mentor-led step-by-step process will give you the tools and motivation that you need to achieve your desired goal. In addition, you'll develop a relationship with top designers through mentoring sessions, mastermind coaching feedback, and collaboration with a vibrant community of members from across the globe. You'll never feel alone in the e-learning and instructional design for beginners mastermind. The Harper method will teach you everything that you need to know to be successful in instructional design. The first thing that you need to do is review the course, how to start a career in instructional design, as well as the new member orientation. These primers will set the foundation for you so that you'll have a clear understanding of what instructional design is, what we do and how to get the most out of your membership. In the mastermind, you'll get step-by-step -step lessons on how to build your portfolio from scratch, even if you've never developed a course before. Each lesson gives you very specific actions to take so that by the time you're done, you have an incredible career asset. And as you build your portfolio, you'll get feedback from mastermind coaches and fellow members in our exclusive mastermind forums. You'll learn the process for developing an e-learning course so that you can follow the steps with clarity. You'll also get the full breakdown of how to storyboard for your e-learning so that you can cut your development time in half. I created this mastermind for people like you. 
People who are wishing to pursue a career in instructional design and creating online courses, but don't have the time or money to return to school. The mastermind will teach you everything that I did to start and advance my career in instructional design. All of the courses and training videos are compiled from the knowledge and experience that I received from attaining my graduate degree to building my instructional design portfolio, applying for jobs, getting hired, and then growing my skills and advancing my career in the field. It's all placed into an organized format so that you can always find what you're looking for. Continuously invest in your skills and you will be rewarded as an instructional designer. You will succeed faster if you surround yourself with other new and aspiring instructional designers and course creators. Follow my step-by-step -step process on how to go from brand new and clueless about where to start to a confident and successful instructional designer. I'm going to give you all the support that you need to succeed. I'm a former teacher who successfully transitioned to instructional design, all while working full-time as a single mom. If you have ever wanted to try the mastermind, now is the time. So that's all that I have for you. If you have any questions at all about what was discussed or joining the e-learning and instructional design for beginners mastermind, please don't hesitate to contact me at crystal at eteachonline.com. Also, don't forget, there will be one more follow-up in the series, how to kickstart and boost an amazing career in instructional design. Thank you so much. I can't wait to help you start a career in instructional design. Have a great day and I look forward to seeing you in the mastermind.